We continue today in the season of Easter, a 50-day season. Ascension was on Thursday this week, and that marked the 40th day of the Easter season. Our Easter series has been called No Greater Love, for we know that the resurrection is the greatest the greatest story ever told, and the greatest expression of love ever passed our way. You know, last week, Dr. Rodney Thomas Smothers told you that you are chosen and that there are very immediate openings apply within. (laughs) Mary took that to heart and she got to work real quick after that sermon. So today I want to build on that with the sermon title, Restoration Expected. You know, when Georgia Power, when we have bad storms, which we've had a lot of lately, and the power goes out while we're sitting around in the dark, eager to know when the power is going to come back on, the best thing that can happen is to get a text message from Georgia Power that reads, Restoration Expected. The disciples of Jesus Christ were sitting in the dark. They thought that it felt like the power had gone out. Jesus had been betrayed, turned over to the Sanhedrin. He was beat and he died for you and for me. And on the third day he rose. And in in Acts, the first chapter, the book of Acts, the first chapter, it says that for 40 days he appeared to the disciples to help remind them of all the things that he taught them. And then he ascended. He was taken up and a cloud hid him right before their very eyes. And we say this each week in the Apostles' Creed. We say that he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God. But do we really know what that means? Hear now these words from the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. And I'm reading from the New International Version. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering... He presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. 
Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Lord, here we are to worship. Here we are to bow down. Here we are to say that you are our worthy and our holy God. So take this, your servant, and hide her behind that old rugged cross and have your way, O oh God. Set your Holy Spirit free in this place. Transform us and restore us. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. No one likes to sit around in the dark. <laughs> Not even the disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus spent so much time teaching them about what to expect, and they still didn't quite understand. The book of Acts is written by the gospel writer of Luke, and many of the, 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 the scholars say that you could rename the gospel of Luke the Acts of Jesus Christ. And you could rename the book of Acts, which whole name is the Acts of the Apostles, you could rename it the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And the reason we can do that is because of the ascension. To ascend means to move forward, to move higher. And through the ascension, Jesus transforms his mission from Jesus who walked the earth to the disciples and on to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. So you could indeed call the book of Acts the marching orders for the people of God. 
In the fourth chapter of Acts, you hear the disciples saying, Okay, we're listening to you, Jesus. Now, what shall we do from here? And Jesus says, wait for the gift from my Father. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Wait for the transformation that is to come. Wait for the gift. But that fast, they can't wait for it. Their response is, is this the time for restoration? Is this the time, Lord, that you are going to restore the kingdom of God to Israel? Is this the time that you are going to set the world right side up? Is this the time that you are going to fix everything that is broken? Is this the time that all of the things that the prophet said will come to pass? Is this the time where everything will be made perfect? Is this the time where everything will be right? Is this the time that the power will come back on? Is this the time for restoration? They couldn't wait for it. They had to know the answer. They had to know what was next. And Jesus' response to them was, it's none of your business. <laughs> it's not for you to know the times or dates. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And your job is to tell everybody about me. There's a prayer that's commonly attributed to Teresa of Avila that says, God of love, help us to remember. Help us to remember that Christ has no body now on earth but ours. No hands but ours. No feet but ours. Our eyes to see the needs of the world. Ours are the hands with which to bless everyone now. Ours are the feet with which he has to go about doing good. The ascension is about empowerment. It's about making assignments and empowering the people that have received those assignments to go forth and do the work. You see, the word restoration is often misunderstood. We understand the word restoration to make something like it used to be when it first arrived on the scene. But the word restoration really means to make something the best that it can be in the season that it is in now. For instance, 
When people restore cars, Mary, they don't restore them to how they rolled out of the factory. <laughs> they restore them to look like what they looked like when they rolled out of the factory, but they restore them to work like we need them to work for such a time as this. The restoration that the disciples are asking Jesus about is not about going backwards to the good old days, but it's restoration for what is ahead, restoration for going forward, restoration for doing and being the best that we can be to do God's assignment right now, right here. Restoration doesn't change the thing. We can't forget the essence of the thing, but it maximizes for such a time as this. Let me try to explain it another way. In, in the Old Testament, an old leader had to leave so a new leader could take God's people to the next phase. Moses had to die. They say he ascended as well, but Moses had to die so that Joshua could take the people into the promised land. Elijah ascended. Elijah had to die so Elijah could receive a double portion of what Elijah had and take God's people to the next level. He was a more power-filled and more powerful leader because he walked with Elijah and then he received what Elijah had and more for the next season. Oh, you don't hear me this morning. <laughs> and then there's Jesus in the New Testament, Mary. Jesus walked with us and talked with us. He walked the earth with the disciples. He taught them everything that they needed to go. He know that he made their assignments and told them how to pass on the assignments for generations to come to do the work of transformation in the world, to teach us how to love each other, to teach us how to care for each other, to teach us how to be one with each other, to teach Teach us how to live an abundant life. But Jesus had to leave. <laughs> Jesus had to die. Jesus had to be resurrected. Jesus had to be ascended so that we could receive the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit comes the power to do the work of transformation. With the Holy Spirit comes the power of restoration. With the Holy Spirit, we have everything that we need to transform Atlanta and beyond. 
One has to leave before the other can step up, expand the previous mission and ministry, and before restoration can come. You see, restoration lies in what is ahead, not in what is behind. The magic of the power coming back on is that we don't have to sit in the dark anymore. We learn some things. We can see some things. We can move forward in new ways. The magic of restoring old cars and old houses is that we get to see the essence of what it was, but we get to enjoy the power of what it can be. The foundation is laid. It's time to build, to expand, to restore to the fullness that was originally intended. Restoration lies in what is ahead, not in what is behind. We'll begin limited in-person worship in a few weeks here at Atlanta first, but it won't be the way that it was when we left. We'll be intentionally focusing on hybrid worship, focusing on interactive worship with those in the sanctuary and those online. It won't be set up the way it was set up before. There won't be a free flow of doing whatever we want to do because we know we can do better and we can be better. And because we are called to care for the least of these, we will be restored to something new, something better, something more faithful, something more transformational, something more of God. So how do we live into restoration? First, we have to let go. We have to let go of the past of what things used to be, of what was our Sunday school, of what was our room, of what was our pew, of what was my ministry, of what was we have to leave the past behind. We have to let go of what used to be and what was behind and trade it in for what God wants it to be and what God knows it can be if we'll just let go and let God. So we live into restoration by letting go. And second, we live into restoration by leaning in. <laughs> to lean into the mission. To make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation 
of the world to lean into the work of transformation through worshiping God, serving people, growing together and engaging the city and beyond, leaning into the problems of the city of Atlanta instead of criticizing everything, going to work to fix the thing, lean into the work, the assignment that Jesus left us that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to fulfill. There's no more time to be a pew warmer. You can't just come and sit. There is work to do. If we are to be people who receive the expected restoration, we must let go and we must lean in and get to work. So if we're going to live into restoration, first we're going to let go. Next, we're going to lean in. And finally, we're going to level up. <laughs> you see, when we level up, the, the young people would say that we move to the next greater thing, right? You can't always stay where you were. And if you expect restoration, then you can't just stay on the same level. You're going to have to get some new friends who are on a new level, and you're going to have to do things a new way on a new level. You're going to have to talk a new game. You're going to have to live a new way. You're going to have to see things in a new way. You can't stay where you were and receive restoration. Restoration begs a better it begs improvement it requires that we level up do better <laughs> we can level up through the power of the Holy Spirit Jesus said, wait for the gift. The disciples said, eh, is it time for restoration? Jesus said, don't worry about it. It's coming. Mind your business. But expect the Holy Spirit and do your work. So don't worry about when restoration is coming because it is. It's a promise and God cannot break God's promises. But do prepare and live into restoration by letting go. What was the next one? Y'all remember? Leaning in and leveling up. Through the ascension, Jesus transforms the mission to the disciples and to us. They focused on the sky. <laughs> and the two angels in white said, why are you looking at the sky? Jesus already told you he'll come again just the way he left. Focus on the work. Expect the power. 
restoration expected. To be continued next week, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.